This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is March the 29th, 2019. On the show this week, The Craft Reboots, Us Breaks Records, Jolie to join the MCU, Dumbo and the Beach Bum, plus a couple of exclusives and... We got shit to give away! Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. And if that wasn't enough, we also have some exciting news about something that Guillermo del Toro is working on. Uh, had a little chat with him yesterday, and that is going to be coming up on the show later. So if you know any entertainment journalists or film journalists watching the show... Or if they're not, tell them they should be, because there's a story coming up. <laughs> so, welcome. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is March the 29th, 2019. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Simon on Instagram and Twitter. And with me, as usual, is Dimitri. And Kit is back. Dimitri, who are you and where can we find you, please? Hey, you can find me here at Meet the Movie Press, Popcorn Talk Network of Forest, uh, Anatomy of a Movie, where later on today we'll be discussing us, and on the Twitters at DMovies1701. Kit! And I'm a uh, editor for Screen Picks, and you can find me at the Movie Kit on Twitter. So uh, hit me up. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. And if you want <laughs> to know where, to be here. Oh, it's great to have you back. Thank you. We appreciate you. We know you're row. super busy. I know. Well, there, there'll be some men who'll be very outraged by that. <laughs> Wait, women, women and opinions. Uh, I can um, tell you, I am not. Uh, no, absolutely. We uh, we welcome You're all voices woman. on this show. Okay, <laughs> guys, uh, I want to also talk about something later on the show. Something I saw a show last Sunday night here in LA. If you're a fan of '80s movies, I did a piece on this for Forbes. Uh, that is one of the places you can see my work. I will tell you about that later in the show. Uh, talking of things and Memory Road, uh, the Craft reboots being conjured up by Blumhouse. Blumhouse Corner and director Zoe Lister-Jones. A woman and the horrors? A woman! Uh, obviously, this comes off the back of, uh, coincidentally off the back of comments that uh, Jason Blum made uh, towards the end of last year about uh, women and horror. And obviously Blumhouse now has a woman helming a movie, a very popular movie. Uh, this was all kept very quiet until on the uh, Instagram stories last week, uh, Blumhouse, without any comment, posted... Uh, the poster for the movie The Craft. And I was like, huh, okay, maybe they're a fan of the movies. And then within about two hours, the story had broken on the likes of Deadline and Variety that this is what they're doing. Um, Okay, first of all, Kit, The Craft, do you like that movie? Or how do you feel about the reboot? It's a, it's a real cult favourite of mine. Yeah. It's one of those ones that every time it's on, I, I kind of turn, I watch. I end up watching it. Um, I, I love uh, Faruka Bals in that. Uh, that's right? Faruka uh, Bals. Yeah. She's awesome in that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's a bit cheesy. And clearly, it, it, and I've read this, it kind of cleared the way for all of these witch type, you know, scenarios <clears throat> on, either on TV and film. Mm. Um you know what? I'm I'm okay with this reboot, I guess, but they're gonna have to really do something different with it because there's just so much already out there. And I think Zoe Lister Jones is a good start. They'll She's probably do an old women version. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you think? I'm gonna do it again with all women. I just liked, you know, when she did this and she made her hair blonde. Yeah. yeah. And then she it's a great... I revisited The Craft just a couple of months ago. It, it randomly came up on, on one of the streaming services or something. And I saw it and I was like, I haven't actually watched that in probably about 10 years. It is slightly hokey. Yes. But it's aged surprisingly well. And I know a lot of my friends have sort of kids. They've got daughters who are sort of, you know, sort of late, sort of pre-teens into early teens. And they're now discovering the movie that to them is decades old. Right. And they're just automatically connecting with it. So I think this really has legs. And hopefully they'll ramp up some of the horror. Dimitri, your thoughts on this? To me, the craft is always a, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I, I by no means think it's a really good movie. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's titular. Uh, you know, it had a great cast at the time. I understood. For the time that it came out, it yeah. was perfect timing. It was mid-90s. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that with um, Blumhouse taking the reins, yeah. I think we're going to get... It's, I'm, I'm okay with it, that that they're doing it. I, don't, I mean, when I first heard about it, I was like, the craft, really? Yeah. But, again, in Blumhouse, I trust a uh, really good director. And you're right. I think if they... If they bring something new to the table mm-hmm. and not just a, a like reboot, it could still be that can't be fun but horror and, and good, and you'll need a good cast too. Well, when the craft came out, and I hope again <clears> they, they kind of went for a, a people in the mix of that cast in the original that were already had some heritage and some that were, were quite new to the mm-hmm. game, so that was a really nice mix. And I hope they do something similar here. Um, but also when that came out, the craft, I think it was ninety six that movie actually came out originally. Um, there weren't a lot of. Mo- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline movies that were aimed at that audience that were horror, that certainly were, were really any quality. Because women, largely speaking in horror that time, right. were were tits, teeth and victims. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the three things that sure. they were. It was like they took their top off, uh, you saw them naked, and then they usually died. Or sometimes, they, sometimes like the Jamie Lee Curtises, right. they then triumph. But if you didn't have predominantly female casts, no. you might have one strong woman and everyone else was a victim. So it was really yeah. interesting to see that play out. It, well. it was in and also, don't forget that was like the Kevin Williamson. It was period, period right. scream and right. stuff like of, that of, yeah, of, yeah. of horror and of TV. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so you, I understood the audience that it was going mm. for. Got it, it was the completely. girl, the girl power period Absolutely. of. I mean, obviously that's a Spice Girls thing. But it was very much about the empowerment of women, sure. and we're seeing that wave again. Don't Absolutely. forget, if you are watching the show live on YouTube, um, you are more than welcome <laughs> to take part in the chat. We always appreciate it, but please be nice, be civil, and have fun. Sure. We always appreciate that. This is a family; Absolutely. it's an environment we really appreciate. Uh, so uh, a lot of people in there. Black Rock three one six in there. Good morning. Good morning. Xena uh, Hour. Hello. Hello. Uh, Jack Dennis in there. Good morning. Good morning. Filter <laughs> uh, uh, Jamie the Craft did okay back in ninety six. It did. It did. Um, I just remember being uh, for having uh, Neve Campbell and Skit Ulrich together before Scream. Yeah, yep. uh, I would catch the craft. This is from Blackrock three one six. I would watch the craft whenever it comes on TV. Don't mind the studio rebooting it. No, I, I genuinely, I'm actually quite looking forward to this. Uh, and film nerd Jamie, the mean girl with her hair falling off, is pretty messed up, as I recall. Yes. Absolutely, uh, that that <laughs> inspires my look. Uh, Jack Dennis and uh, Neve Campbell as a teacher in the new movie? Question mark. Um, do you know? Mm. Going back to the point of actually um, being okay with this rebooting it, I, I, I sometimes 
sometimes do have problems with with studios rebooting movies, but because of Blumhouse and what they did with Halloween, I, I genuinely feel that they know they know what they're doing. Um, there's a couple of other movies in the '90s that I would really like to see. Obviously, Blumhouse have expressed an interest in in Scream, um, oh. but I, I mean, again, that's about getting rights well, and stuff like that. But what I would love to see them do is the Faculty. Oh, the yes. Faculty by Robert Which Rodriguez. a lot of people forget yes. about. I yeah. love that That's a that great movie. movie. It's a good movie. It's a good good movie that had a really strong young cast. Yeah. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Femke, uh, uh, Femke Jansen was yep. also yep. in this. Elijah Wood. With Elijah Wood mm-hmm. and uh, Josh Hartnett, too, yep. if yep. I'm correct. Yep. Yeah, and it was a really cool... Uh, yeah, that, that was a really good movie. And they could redo that movie. Now that you know, they go- could redo like straight from yeah. from the, the subject matter. They could redo it and it would fit in. I just think the craft, they, they really need to think about how they want to do it. Now, I just wanted to go back, too. So the, so the craft opened on May 3rd of 1996. Okay. 24.8 million. So that's, that's, that's not too bad. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I yeah. mean, if that was the opening weekend, if you convert that, that's around the 40 no, mark. No, the, the, the opening weekend was $6 million. Six. Okay, mm-hmm. so total box office was Total box 20. office, for, forgive me, total domestic gross was 24, $25 million. Okay, so that's about 40-something 40, 40 million, mm. um, which back then was kind of fine. Yeah. yeah. But it, I think, again, while that was quite popular in, in movie theaters, I think it, it really has found a completely new life I agree. Uh, on, on home entertainment. I mean, you know, it, and a lot of movies did uh, in, in that day 90s. and age, oh. you know? I mean, th- th- back <clears throat> in the day, well, this was all fields. Um, <laughs> Zeno Hour saying, uh, at Simon Thompson, I would love to see Lana Condor and Zendaya cast in the Craft remake. Oh, really Zendaya. good ideas. Yeah. Zendaya would be great. Zendaya is Michi. Um, and film nerd Jamie, uh, the faculty fulfilled the promise that Scream Failed to do. Oh, controversial. Oh, uh, the nerd saves the day. No, absolutely. Uh, MK Songbird, uh, John Stewart is in the faculty. John Stewart yes, is, is in the faculty. Yeah. A lot of people forget that John right. Stewart he was, was the in, science professor. He was a science, science professor. teacher. Yeah. He was in Death to Smoochie and a number of other movies yeah. as well. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, okay, so that's really interesting. I, I, I uh, went to another uh, scary movie event yesterday. Uh, this is where the Guillermo del Toro story is going to come in. Uh, scary stories uh, to tell in the dark. And someone who is a fan of the show, who shall remain nameless to protect their identity, actually saw this full movie this week. They mm. they accidentally found themselves in a test screening. Nothing to do with us, nothing to do with this show. So please don't be angry with us. Uh, feedback was very, very positive. First word coming out of that... People genuinely, it genuinely is a scary thing. There was a luncheon yesterday in Hollywood, which I was very, very grateful to be invited to. So thank you for that. That's much appreciated. Uh, it was very nice. It was basically a, a lunch. And then we saw uh, a scene uh, from, the, from the movie that we hadn't seen in, in publicity stuff before, um, which was really genuinely, it was quite intense. May I ask, when you say scene, did you, because it's an anthology, correct? Well, I'm going to get to this in just thank a moment. You. Okay. It's just this is the benefit right. of the show. You learn things as we go along. <laughs> Uh, so basically, it was it's a scene from the movie, and then uh, Guillermo came out, and the uh, Andre, the director, Andre um, Overdahl came out as well and had a chat, and they brought out the cast of the movie. Um, so it was great to hear from them. They took a couple of questions on the floor, and then they showed the trailer, which which came out yesterday. But one of the things that uh, that Guillermo actually was very keen to stress was the fact that a lot of people think this is an anthology, along the lines of Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Goosebumps. Yeah, this is not going to be that. 
even though obviously it's based on a series of books, mm-hmm. what they've done is this is one story encompassing a load of different characters, and it's all it's one big thing oh. that stuff happens in. Ah. It's not lots of separate movies. So like a like a trick or treat, like a trick or treat. Well, it, even mm-hmm. even less than a trick or treat because it's it, it's it's a movie. It's right. not sort of different stories. Okay. It's kind of trick or treat esque, but it's more of a of a full body thing. It is not an anthology piece with things that are separate and not. Like Creepshow-wise. Like Creepshow and that kind of thing. So that was really interesting. And a lot of people were very surprised to hear that because I think a lot of people have um, believed that it's uh, an anthology thing. All the characters are friends or have a relationship and they're all affected by this thing that is happening after they find this book. I think it's the marketing that's almost selling it like an anthology It it sounds like it. I mean, when you hear the title, you think, oh. That's why everybody was really surprised yesterday in the room that that was the case. Um, Oh, I like it. And also he's gone very much for physical effects with this, uh, he and Andre, because Guillermo... That's his chosen medium. He's he's very much a strong believer, and I spoke to him about this. And there's going to be a piece up on Forbes, um, hopefully next week on this. Um, I'm super busy at the moment, but I'll try and get around to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's very much about physical effects, which really, really looks great. It really looks good on screen. It's very, very effective. Some of the creepy effects I won't describe too much about what we saw, but uh, it involved body parts, nice. and uh, it's the, the genuinely trailer, the trailer with the girl, the thing on her face. I'm like, oh, oh no, shit. Well, I mean, that's t- just. Oh. I thought it was. Huh? I thought that was gross and then I saw it on a big screen yeah. and it's even grosser um, I made the mistake and of satisfying when, at the same time well it? yeah but I made I made the mistake <laughs> oh, of one geez. scene which involves someone eating something and Ooh. I thought that was a good time for me to have my sandwich I, I didn't good finish the sandwich nice. didn't finish the Sammy so that got put down um, but also <laughs> when uh, I had a chat with Guillermo afterwards and this is where, where the, uh, the, the interesting stuff is really coming in completely unconnected to scary stories to tell in the dark um, he's got a, a collaboration relationship Relationship with uh, Isa Lopez, who's a great writer and director, a great yeah. voice in in, in horror, um, and they have been rumored to be working on something together. She actually gave him the script for that project last weekend, nice. so he's seen the screenplay that she's been working on. Um, gave it to her. He's read through it. He says it's really great. He absolutely loves it. And that project is a werewolf movie. Nice. Good. Now, obviously, we don't know if Guillermo is going to direct or Guillermo is going to produce. I'm assuming producing on this if Issa has written and is a director as well. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro is working on a werewolf movie, That's- which <laughs> is possibly one of the greatest fucking things <laughs> I have heard this year. And, yes. And in. And- it needs to come back in a good way. There hasn't yeah. been a really good werewolf movie in in a while. A I mean, time. I know in I know Benicio del Toro. Uh, there was well, it was the Wolfman, which I didn't hate. No, no, it's 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 visually yeah pretty on you know spot on. And it's the Maze of Halloween Horror Nights for that was great. As well. Oh my god, yeah. And um, so yeah, I think Gamble behind a werewolf movie. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There was one we were talking about the craft and the faculty. There yep. was there was a werewolf kid, uh, teen teen wolf. Yeah, no, not teen wolf. Teen wolf two. <laughs> teen Shoot, wolf again. I can't remember what it Pre-teen was. Pre-teen wolf. <laughs> Spell wolf. Somebody might remember. Zygote it, wolf. Um, <laughs> Christina Ricci was in it. Oh, oh, I know the yeah, oh, yeah, cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cursed. cursed. Yeah. yeah, or as I call it, shit. <laughs> I didn't like it, it was no, I did not like it. 
Okay, well, that was a werewolf <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, there was a, well, there was a space of, of these werewolf movies, probably about they 15 tried. years ago. Uh-huh. And obviously we're seeing the rebirth of the uh, Universal Monsters. Yes. We know that mm-hmm. Lee Al is working on this. And though obviously last year at uh, Halloween Horror Nights, there mm-hmm. was a Universal the, Monsters maze. Yep. I'll tell you what, oh my God, monsters are so in right now. <laughs> Those monsters, they're so on fleek. Oh my God! <laughs> Seriously, guys, monsters are so in right now. I'm gonna start a blog about monsters. it. I'm gonna start a blog. I'm gonna have like a, a lifestyle monsters guy now. Because it's gonna be totally you, cool to be like a werewolf. Gonna, oh my god, he's so hairless. So your parents cool. gonna have to cheat to get you into school? Oh my god, that's so mean. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but no, I, seriously, th- th- this these are coming back. Werewolf movies. They are. Well, cool. I think monster it. movies are coming back. We're, we're seeing a great renaissance of horror because some people have been written like, oh, us has brought horror back. And it's like, Oh really? my God, if really? I read another of those shit hot takes. I know. And I'm like, really? Because it hasn't really left. Yeah. Um, it really, it, it's been on this great wave. It really has. And and we're, we're, we're in a great period, I think, because we're seeing great reboots. Mm. Like, they, they, they've been smart. We've been seeing smart Horror movies, fun horror movies, and and terrifying, terrifying. thought provoking. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a whole like the genre is exploding in really positive ways. So no, uh, people in the chat talking about this. Uh, Straight Edge Vegan Bell, hey Straight Edge Vegan Bell, hello, hello everybody. Great panel again today. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you Hi, so much. Uh, Senor Nerd, uh, I read scary stories as a super young kid, and they were incredible books. Absolutely, they didn't really become big in the UK, but I did read them, um, and I genuinely really loved them. Uh, Jack Dennis, Scream TV series still has a rebooted season three coming that season is in worse shape than the new mutants i don't get me started on those new mutants yeah. uh senior nerd uh, I, I swear to god i think new mutants is going to be uh, axed as a big screen release and i think they're just going to put that out um on disney plus uh <laughs> senior nerd uh will be would it be wolfman for universal question mark exclamation mark question mark senior nerd uh that's not a bad shout actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if that is something, it sounds like this is something that Guillermo is going to be developing uh, with Issa Lopez independently. Okay. Um, and obviously we know he has a relationship with Netflix. He's working on things with, with them and right. there's a number of other projects that, that he's been just dating for him for quite a while. But maybe that could be something. Uh, film nerd Jamie, to- uh, dog, not toy soldiers, dog soldiers, question mark, dog soldiers, another great mm-hmm. one. Another great uh, werewolf movie. Uh, Xeno Hour, lol. Uh, and uh, film nerd Jamie, uh, happy for us is success but saying it brought back original films is nonsense uh yeah no absolutely um also you know this whole thing that you were mentioning dimitri about these hot takes on um how us has has led this horror revival horror back (laughs) horror horror has never gone away no it has been poo-pooed by the industry and element but there is a do not underestimate the loyalty of the the self-confessed horror fans and those people who don't call themselves horror fans but fucking love a horror movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, absolutely. It's true. And, yeah. and like anything in this business, there are ebbs and flows yep. with horror. And I and I know we're working at Lionsgate for a decade. You know, when yeah. you have the Saw series, which people said that, re- like from Saw came so many other horror movies. Then there was a little bit of a lull again. But now, within the past five years, yeah. it's been riding an amazing wave. And it's everything that I said before it, it, with with any type of genre, right? Any type of genre, whether it's horror, drama, there are some shitty ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there sure, always will course, be. Of course. But there have been some really exceptionally good times. Well, do you think Bloom House really was instrumental in kind of bringing the horror <clears throat> genre 
like to the forefront again? I, I think so. And I think, to be honest with you, I think we went through um, a period of, of horror that I, I would consider a little bit lazy, which was the, 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 the gore, mm. the, the, you know, the torture, the, the, the torture porn, I whatever. That I hated phrase. that phrase. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was really gory and it was like quite. And I think then people, there was a general assumption that, that the genre was in, it was like it lost its way. Yeah. Right. And, you know, to an element, I mean, there are a number of movies that came out as part of that thing, kind of movies like The Collector, that I actually, I, they didn't do well, but I quite enjoyed those. Those were clever, kind of a mix between the world of Saw, the world of Hostel, right. um, you know, that that kind of thing. A couple of movies like The Ruins, which I think got criminally overlooked. Semi-mystical. I liked that movie. The Ruins was really good. It's a much better um, book. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I can't read. So, uh, uh, no, I can't. Um, um, I know all the words. Um, but, yeah, so I think there was kind of a, you know, it was kind of poo-pooed a, a little bit. And I think a lot yeah. of studios didn't kind of know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's movies like, you know, uh, the, the ones we mentioned, the movies like It that have really, I think it's it's given studios the confidence to tell really good stories as well as giving stuff that shocks. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people thought it was either or, or yeah, for a while. Right. And, I, you know, I think that was the problem. But yeah. it's never gone away. And we've still, even in the either or situation, we've still had some great horror movies. Yeah, and the other thing that it's done, too, is to your earlier point, it has brought in mass audiences, even yeah. people who aren't professed horror right. fans. Yeah. That's what it does. That's yep. what Pet Cemetery is going to do. That's what A Quiet Place did. Yep. That's yes. what Get Out did. That's what Us did. It brings people in who, again, they, they don't believe that they like horror movies. But every now and then... There's that movie, like, I think Pet Cemetery is going to fall into that. They see the trailer. They're going to go with their friends, their date, whatever. To Blumhouse's credit, what they have achieved is great uh, they're, they're macro budgets, mm. right? Yes. So even if a movie does twenty four million, like this, say the crap, it only costs five million to make. Right. So yeah. there, that's great, and people appreciate that. That's how Lionsgate operated, especially with the soft features. So, but Blumhouse then became smart. Like that's how you got a Happy Death Day. Mm. Like the first one yeah. and such. So they were building the genre all while keeping it under $9 million. Yeah. So when they it. become more and more popular and you start to fan out that audience and then an it can come out mm-hmm. or a pet cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that Stephen King guy, if he keeps at it, he's going to have a career. He should write Wait, some books. You, he should. He should Wait, write did some you guys books. see the recent tweet from him on Mary Poppins? Yeah. yeah. Because Mary Poppins is a serial killer. I'm like, I love this man. Talking of which, Mary Poppins Returns uh, <laughs> is out now. Segue. Uh, it's almost like I've been doing this serial for killer. many years. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, we are going to be giving uh, one of these away. One. We have one. Uh, um, so we're going to be giving one away. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how on the show. Hmm. You need to check us out on Twitter, and I'll tell you how to win it. But we have one. We have we one. We have one. And, so and, and, it's, and it's, well, you know Stephen what? King's Disney Mary Poppins <laughs> Return. There's a machete in the umbrella. Yeah, it's I got Danny... Have... 
Danny Trejo's in there. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have to win it because I already have my coffee. Absolutely, which is fantastic. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but uh, I took this off your shelf. Uh, what? Yes, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but talking of this, uh, let's talk about the, the box office for us this week. Box office results uh, in the best opening for a live-action original film since Avatar. A lot of people in the chat are talking about this already. Let me run through these. Uh, film nerd Jamie, uh, happy for us is success, but saying it brought back original films is nonsense. Uh, Jack Dennis, why did Scream 4 Series Center perform back in 2011, and would it have done better today? We'll get back to that in a second, hopefully. Senior Nerd, I know this isn't from Scary Stories, but what was the book that had the woman with the collar, and then when her husband took it off, her head fell off? Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, I, don't I don't know. know. Uh, for, I don't know, but I want to read that. not the answer we're looking for. Uh, film, film note, Jamie. Avatar and Inception exploded when they opened six months apart. Did Hollywood listen to that originality works thing? Nope. Uh, they said that those were fluke successes. Absolutely. Which, with us, a lot of people, mm. um, you know, they, they, they've turned out to see it. I've, I've actually been asking people about when they've gone to see it this week in movie theatres, what were the reactions of people? And... The responses from the average Joe in movie theatres has been everything from people lapping it up to Mm -hmm. people walking out. I know a number of people have been in movie theatres where people have left before the movie's ended because they haven't enjoyed it. So I think it's going to be... It's not a movie I loved. I think it's a very accomplished piece um, by Jordan Peele, and I'm very glad that Hollywood's made it. Very glad for this to be a big studio movie. But it's interesting to see how it has landed with audiences, and how that will affect the next project, especially if he plans to make this part of a larger universe. Mm. Uh, Kit, your thoughts on this? Well, I... I I think he's he's like my new favorite horror director. I mm. think. I mean, and and you and you know we're we're using this word horror as as sort of you know a generalized like we keep talking about. But there's so like you said, there's so many different ways we can go now, and that's kind of the cool thing. And that's what Jordan Peele taps into. Mm. I mean, I literally want to sit down with this guy and say, dude, what the hell is in your head, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I I you know we all watch this together. I I think the last fifteen of minutes of the movie is where it's a little problematic because yeah. you're like you know it's he's kind of explaining him, but you're not quite sure, and it's, there's a lot of plot holes. But it's it's this slow burn, the slow bro- brooding kind of thing that he builds in the movie that I think is is what appealed to me about it. So mm, yeah, um, but I have talked to people who just didn't get it. They're just like, yeah, what? Are you surprised by the box office? Because the box office has been very strong. I am not. We we, we talked about this last week about what I kind of expected to be, and it was it was a bit more than than I was expecting. But I'm, and I'm again, I'm very happy for the movie, even if I didn't particularly like it. Uh, but you're not surprised? No, by because the box I think he's ga- he's gaining this cred now. I mean, Get Out was like this giant, huge surprise hit, and yeah. he wins these Oscars, and he's you know he's come out of the gate, and he's got the the Twilight Zone thing coming on CBS, yeah. and he's just he's. He's he's great. He, from one movie, from Get Out, he's he's gained this cred. Of course, he already had the cred with the comedy thing, mm. but I just think people wanted to see what he did next. It, yeah. It's it's. It, I, I'm glad you said that thing with he's gained this cred where his credibility has like super blossomed more so than his movie. People were going to see it because of him. When you think of, think about us for, for a second. Outside of Lupita Nyong'o, right? Yeah. There really is no cast. Like, there's no star, like, you know, big, big cast. Mm. Even I would argue, and this is no offense, but Lupita Nyong'o on her own, like, you wouldn't say is huge bankable bucks, right? So no. what Jordan No, I think, Peele, I think that's fair. Right? It, yeah. What Jordan Peele has been able to do, yeah. much like Blumhouse does, is 
He mines this talent, and it's not the talent. It's the story. It's the marketing. It's Jordan Peele himself yeah. who's pulling mm-hmm. these audiences in. It's like with well, movies with Stephen King Presents. Exactly. Yeah, Hitchcock. Alfred and Hitchcock Presents. I love the fact that people are, like, we're, we're going out, and the box office draw is the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. right? And that, to me, is what's great about us. Whether you like it or you hate it, it can be divisive, but it's great conversation. Everybody yeah. talks about yeah. it. And they're movies that, I mean, you, you're talking about people who don't usually like horror. My wife is a really good example of that. Um, she She's not a horror fan. Just She just doesn't like it. Um, Get Out, she uh, wasn't interested in, and then she found it was Blumhouse, and she knows the reputation of Blumhouse, so watched it, uh, loved it. Um, you know, she's very interested I- I- in this, so we'll probably go and see it again, and I'm quite looking forward to seeing it a second time, seeing what else I get from it. Um, but also Pet Cemetery, um, which comes out, which my wife knew nothing about is not a Stephen King fan mm-hmm. um she kind of she she wants to see that or is interested in mm-hmm. seeing it off the back of the posters and I think the the way that these films are being marketed is is half the battle with getting people on board I, 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 I really think it so is your wife likes scary looking cats <laughs> check this one out <laughs> check this one out yeah, I get it. Yeah. See, for I, me, get though, it. I get it. I get it. Either that or the... hellish pussies. <laughs> oh, We're gonna say, yikes! Oh. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, it, I think it's really interesting how these things have been marketed. But we're talking about audience engagement with these things and how they react. Um, this week, on on a side note, we uh, the, the first maze for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal was announced. It's going to be Stranger Things, right. uh, which was massively popular last year. They did the first season last year. They're doing season two and three because three comes out in July. Uh, so they're doing that uh, this year, which is which is great. But also, I would not be surprised, and I'm not basing this on anything that I have been told, anything that I know, or any rumours that I've heard. Um, And I put this on Twitter this week. I would be... uh, Blumhouse have done um, Mazes now for a couple of years, and they've got a long-running relationship. And even though this isn't strictly a Blumhouse movie... It would be really interesting if they did what they've done with some of the other Blumhouse stuff over the last couple of years. So movies like Sinister and Mm -hmm. Happy Death Day to you and all these other things. um, Is that what they could do is they had a Jordan Peele maze. Yes. And they do half is us and half is get out. Or they they combine the two. That. Just the the classic tropes from those movies. Absolutely. Would make a fantastic maze. Now, again, I am not basing this on anything that I know. This is purely just coming from me. <laughs> I think that would be a really good idea. Us would be a better fit, I think, because you know people can be right. jumping out at you with scissors and stuff. But I'm trying to think about Get Out. It's like like you like a laboratory, yeah. or <laughs> when you get in, you're like you're in a chair and strapped to a chair, and your Look, brain's being opened up. And... Like you, I have no, I have no knowledge or. Uh, no rumors or anything, but if I had to guess, they're going to do uh, also a Halloween oh, from yeah. the most recent iteration of Maybe. Halloween Maze Blumhouse. At... Uh oh. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, well, I'm, I'm uh, that's, you are welcome to say that. I, okay, I did. Okay, okay. Thank you. And he has. Uh, yeah, so uh, we, and I said it. Pe- people in people in the chat, obviously talking about the fact that uh, I'm going to tell you on Twitter how you can win this. Uh, Mary Poppins returns uh, on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, question here from, uh, from Senor Nerd: How's your Disney money, Simon? I don't know. I've never received any. 
I have no idea. Um, He's on the wrong end but, of the but, fox but, but deal. Thanks. Yeah. What the fox? Uh, yeah. Somebody. Somebody got foxed. Uh, Jack Dennis. The ruins really got under my skin. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny. Uh, Zeno. Hour. Mary Poppins as a serial killer would be epic. Unfortunately, the Mary Poppins fans would yell at people about Mary Poppins doesn't kill you jerk uh, on Twitter for a week. Log. Yeah, they would. Uh, send your nerd Mary Poppins by Zack Snyder. Really? Oh. Snyder cut! <laughs> really uh, Mary Poppins. Uh, Black Rock 3160. I thought the movie was overhyped. I thought Us was decent, uh, but was disappointed. Can't believe I saw the twist coming 10 minutes into the movie, which was something I also saw, and I'm quite surprised that more people didn't see it. But, but we're well, not going to tell you what the twist is. Because no, but, but no somebody, had a variation uh, two people, or well, actually more than two people uh, in my conversations, yeah. said that it was spoiled in the trailer, and I rewatched the trailer because I don't remember it. It's spoiled, spoiled in the trailer. Yeah. What? Uh, Black Rock 316. I didn't think Us was scary at all. Now, I found Us yeah. uncomfortable, but I didn't find it scary. Creepy. Uh, yeah, creepy. creepy. It dialed up the creep. Uh, Nacho Man, Andy Cabbage. I'm excited to see the beach bomb this weekend. <laughs> oh, Nacho Man. We'll get to that later. Uh, film nerd Jamie. My only concern for Peel is not buying into the he's the new Spielberg overhype. That kind of talk is dangerous. See M. Night. See M. Night for reference. Uh, Black Rock 316 wow. at film, um, uh, film nerd Jamie. Share the same concern as you. Zeno Hour. Light spoil. Spoilers. Let me read this. Yep. I think the tethered origin uh, should have been a little different and more uh, supernatural, in my opinion. It's interesting, but I have a lot of questions. Yeah. I have a lot of Same questions, here too. too. A lot of questions. Uh, Zeno, I was saying, Peel is on his way to becoming J.J. Abrams' level of producer and director. Uh, Michael Green, Simon, what up? Lots of things. <laughs> okay, this moving guy. on. I don't know what to, what to say Before, to that. Can I mean, I just, yeah, uh, would you be quickly. up for an Us sequel? Like, I, mm, me, no. this is a one-off, and it was fine. I don't need to, you know, yeah. I'd rather debate it with people and talk about it, but I don't need no, a I mean, I'm, to... I'm very open to having, and I'm, right. I'm actually quite excited by the fact that these films could exist within a universe, and yeah. Jordan telling lots of these stories. Um, I, I think that would be great. And I know he made a comment this week about the fact that he's not going to cast a, you know, a lead white guy in one of sure. his movies. And I'm like, absolutely fine. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about who the lead is. I care about, about the, the quality story. of the movie. I don't go and see, hey, it's a white person movie. Or, hey, I'm going to go and see a movie with a black guy in it. Right. I, I, just, I go by movies. Okay, moving on. Lots of other stuff we need to cover off this week. Guys and Dolls remake lacing up. It's Dancing Shoes at TriStar. <clears throat> Here's a rumour. I've heard it's going to be Dolls and Dolls. Women taking over Hollywood. <laughs> uh, guys and Dolls. <laughs> I have not heard that. Guys and Dolls remake lacing up. It's Dancing Shoes at TriStar. That would I, make Luck Be a Lady a totally different song. Absolutely, yes, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be. That ain't no Sheila. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Actually, that would that could be guys and dolls. Um, the crying game years. <laughs> um, but seriously, I mean, there's a, quite a few of these classic musicals being uh, remade yeah. these well, from days. West Side West Story, Side Story is, guys and dolls. Yeah. Why are they doing that? I'm sorry, know. Stephen. I don't agree with that one anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so so I mean, I. But also, then we've got a lot of musicals again, continuing to be turned into movie right. cats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the spin-off literary. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, I, I'm, I love Guys and Dolls. Yeah. yeah. It's a great, great movie. I, I don't... I was in it in high school. <laughs> the movie? I was one of the Runyon players. I wasn't an <laughs> oh, actual, okay. yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> one of the main characters. I did try out for Adelaide, though, and I had a good audition. I sang that. The Adelaide's Lament song. Pretty it killed good. it. Who was that bitch that stole it from you? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
coming after you still. That's a great horror movie, by the way. Just going to say, just putting that out there. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent towards this. I think it's interesting. You know, I'm intrigued by it, but it's. I think it's one of those musicals that, unless you are a huge fan of TCM, and who isn't who watches us, right? Yeah. Guys and Dolls sort of kind of falls on the wayside, you know, beneath a West Side Story, a Music Man, South Pacific kind of thing. But how do you remake that chemistry? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, that was a time where that Rat Pack, yep. people, like, Although you I don't think Marlon Brando really fit into that movie all that well, but he did his best. But, yeah, he did. You're right. But how do you replicate that? Yeah. And why? Well, and I don't, why? I don't, I don't think, you, I don't think you replicate it. I don't think you try to replicate no. it. I think what you do is look for something new, which could turn out to be great, or it could turn out to be Grease 2. Which is great in some ways, but sure. also a horrible movie. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. A lot of people in this uh, talking about it. any box office predictions for the Beach Bum this weekend. Okay, Nacho nat- Man. We'll talk about Beach Bum later. <laughs> but wait a we'll second. be the only people talking about Beach Bum. Uh, somebody film brought nerd- up Cop Rock. <gasps> oh my which God. I was I was just going to get to. <laughs> film nerd Jamie. Still no Cop Rock remake. I Thank loved. <laughs> I loved Cop Rock. That's okay. That was so bad. I, I genuinely loved that show. But there were there were lots of movies, sort of TV shows around that time that I would really love to to see uh, remade. Mm-hmm. But that that's something for another show. Uh, Nacho Man, Andy Cabbage. I would love to see Cruising the Musical. So would I. Jesus. Oh my God. I seriously. Oh my. That God. would be Cru- awesome. Cruising on a Sunday afternoon. No, not the same one. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot more. This is a lot more penis in this one. Uh, Michael Green. Any movie that has come out this year that has disappointed you guys already? Yeah, that is something we can get to on another show. But yes, there That's have a good been. Question. Mm-hmm. Uh, serious question. What are the chances that we're getting a Singing in the Rain remake? Oh. I mean, Don't there is nothing in the water right now to say that that is in the works. It would not surprise. <laughs> me but i just hope that they don't try yeah, to do that because they but really can't we're going to move on from this in a second okay. Okay. but again like if you can do a west side story yeah. i say anything's open game whether we like it or not yeah anything could be fair game I i'm with uh, i agree i'm just waiting for the yeah. book of mormon and wicked movies well, Wicked is, yeah, Wicked obviously is on the way. Book of Mormon, I know, is, is being worked on, so uh, we'll see. Uh, I would like to see Avenue Q, the movie. I loved Avenue Q. I okay. thought that was great. That's cool. Uh, so it's just me, then. Uh, okay, <laughs> other big news this week. The Eternals hopes to draft Angelina Jolie into the MCU. Angelina Jolie, previously associated with uh, animated movies and stuff, mm-hmm. especially the likes of DreamWorks, which is uh, now part of the Universal uh, company as well, under that banner. Um, but obviously, MCU would be something very different for Angelina Jolie. Uh, we have seen a lot of actresses with and actors with a lot of uh, kudos moving over, starring in the MCU. Uh, you know, the likes of Annette Benning, uh, Robert Redford, mm-hmm. uh, many, many people. Uh, we've seen the likes of Nicole Kidman going to, to DC, so this does not surprise me. Also, Angelina Jolie was at the Dumbo premiere in LA quite recently, so clearly 
she is forming a relationship, you don't just turn up on a Disney red carpet like that. Yeah. No, but so, she, Maleficent 2 is coming Maleficent out. Maleficent 2, I was going to say. Right? Yeah, and Maleficent, so, yeah. she's already done one movie with Disney. Right. So we could see this relationship with the mouse. Absolutely. Getting a little bit firmer. Your thoughts on Angelina Jolie um, appearing in this? I know very little about the Eternals. Yeah, I don't know much about it either. I kind of read up on it. It, so- it sounds cool. Um, yeah. Why not? I mean, look. Michelle Pfeiffer too. I forgot to bring right. her in. Yeah, she's, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, look, she has. She's not really been doing a whole lot of movies of late, Angelina. Right. So you know, maybe she's seeing how all these movies are doing. She's like, yeah, I want to get in on that, and mm. I think she'd be great. I think she'd be great. I mean, she really can do anything. I, I've always liked her as an actress, so I think she'd be awesome. She is a very solid actress. This is, again, for her and, and the career, I think it's great to get her back out again. Mm. And like you were to your point, there's this renaissance mm-hmm. that, 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 that's been happening with, with actresses like Annette Bening and Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's so great to see them on screen yeah. again, and you hope that it gives them other opportunity. And what fun, though, right, <clears throat> to be in a superhero movie? I'm True. sorry. I think it would be a lot and, of fun. And, and for Angelina Jolie, number one, I, Malefic- I loved Maleficent. Yeah. Why? Mostly because of her. Yeah. yeah. She sold the character. She was so, good. so She was so good. So, yeah, it's good for her. Good for um, her. I'd be really interested, and I'll be interested to see what kind of role they give her. I mean, I'm assuming they would be... Something that would be quite ethereal or, or something perhaps, you know, as a baddie. I mean, I have no idea what they would cast her as. But, uh, you know, I think she'd be she'd certainly add a, an element of gravitas to that. Absolutely. And I think it's great. And I think especially as we're moving into the next phase okay. um, of the MCU, I think we really need do need a number of really strong people that we've had in, in this phase and the phase before to really carry it through and, and keep it... You know, to really give it that that extra bit of of, of talent weight. Um, Zeno Hour. So Brad Pitt gets cast in a DC movie now. <laughs> That's cool, Zeno Hour. Um, but funny. That's good. Uh, Blackrock three one six. I'm surprised about the reactions to Jolie joining the MCU. Was very meh. Yeah, because I think, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Because I think if you have someone who is very much in the middle, uh-huh. you know, is not like, oh my god, it's amazing, or oh my god, that's awful. It's actually easier to work with them because yes. you don't, you're not working against a lot, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, your know, anticipation is too high. Yeah, it gives you that that level of of fluidity, which I think is is really going to be good. Are we thinking Jolie would be a lead or supporting? I think she. I don't know. I mean, it really depends whether they want to... If she's doing a villain, villains tend to be, aside from Thanos, right. Thanos, um, then we need to... You know, that he's really come to the fore. But generally, the, the villains are not the ones that are out the right. front when you think about MCU. So it will be very interesting to see. Um, okay, uh, I also want to talk about something that I wrote up on Forbes this week uh, before we move on to the rest of the film news and obviously the reviews for the films this week. We've got 20 minutes left on the show. Um, I went to see something uh, in LA on Sunday night, big fan of 80s movies. John Hughes, as I say in this piece, is one of the reasons that I got into this 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 industry. Um, and there's a, a, a production company called, uh, for the record, they do all sorts of um, uh, film-based things. They did a Love Actually thing in, in LA mm-hmm. uh, before the holidays, and their next project, uh, their current project, is a thing called For the Record, The Brat Pack. And what they've done, I, I'll be honest with you, when I got the release, I thought it sounded awful. I thought it sounded horrible. And I genuinely, like, um, immersive musical experiences can either be really good 
good or they can be absolutely terrible. And because I love 80s movies so much, um, I was like, oh, this could go probably a lot of ways. <laughs> Not many of them are good. Um, seriously, it is one of the best things really? I have experienced when it comes to uh, interpretations of movies, sort of live recreations or, or you know, um, sort of, you know, reimagining of stuff. What they've done is basically a lot of these 80s movies, so everything from some of the John Hughes classics through to stuff like Say Anything and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they've taken classic dialogue from all of the movies, built a new story. And they've got an amazing cast um, of people who sing classic tracks from these 80s movie soundtracks. And they've created this new... This new movie, this new story with these classic characters that we basically saw in The Breakfast Club. Right. Oh, wow. And they enact it in a bar um, in the Line Hotel. It's an 80s-themed bar called The Break Room. Um, Break Room 86 in the Line yeah. Hotel in Koreatown in L.A. And it's a really intimate space, which, again, if it was awful, could have been really terrible because you're right. Right, you're right there in it. I. It was 90 minutes long. Oh, my God. I was in absolute <laughs> heaven. When I watch this show, oh, is it awesome. is it, it if I can ask like it, is it a movie or is this like no a no no live, it's, like, a, it's a live it's like think of like a jukebox musical sure of classic okay. moments from eighties movies intertwined with them performing classic songs from the soundtracks of these movies wow okay it's, it's I I was so impressed with How what they did well for? it's running until June. Oh great! Um, so it, and they're doing it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. And all the all the information is on this piece that I've I've written. This review that I've written for Forbes. Uh, it's called uh, a review for the record. The Brat Pack is essential so experience for eighties movie fans. Um, seriously, I, I was so so impressed with this. Now, it isn't cheap, but it is worth the ticket price. Tickets are eighty six dollars. Okay. Um, and there's loads of other stuff that goes around it. You can go in there an hour early and you can go and do karaoke and the whole the whole decor of the bar is amazing. Uh, you get food. Uh, you get a little lunchbox. All of this stuff is, is in the article. Um, just a little like lun- awesome. lunch pail, yeah. which is awesome. And if you want to do standing room tickets, those are seated tickets. You know, there are some available um, for like it, it's nineteen eighty $19.86. $19.86. But, you know, it's, ni- it's 90 minutes long, so you're going to be standing up for 90 minutes. Um, seriously, for the record, the Brat Pack blew me away last week. If you're in L.A. or coming to L.A. and you get a chance to do it, seriously, you will not regret it. I just wanted to mention that this week. Full (laughs) review is is up on Forbes. Okay, let's move on to some other stuff. Pet Cemetery coming out very, very soon. Uh, We're going to go and see it. Who's seen it already? No, I haven't seen it No, we're going to go and see it next week. Uh, Pet Cemetery prequel, a possibility, according to the producer of this new movie, uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura. And just to plug again, Forbes, I have actually did an an interview with the director of the original Pet Cemetery, Mary Lambert. Mary Lambert, and that is going to be going up on Forbes uh, fan- early next week. It's fantastic. I was just reading a, I was just reading an article about Stephen King and his association what he feels about the original Pet Cemetery. Mm. I'm looking forward to the new movie. Uh, yeah, you know, I will be uh, you know, I'm going to be uh, uh, honest. I just tweeted something out about this. The I've read the book Pet Cemetery. Um in so in the movie as well when it came out at theaters. Mary Lambert again, a woman in horror. Oh, a woman way, way in horror. Yeah. yeah. And so but I just recently watched it because there was like a special edition that came out not too too long ago, mm. and um, it's it's a very dark movie. Mm. I had a hard time sitting through it. It really, it really goes dark within the themes of loss uh, and, and remorse and dealing with that and dealing with with loss. 
it's it's really dark mm. and i it wasn't so much scared as i was disturbed yeah um oh, yeah. And, and again really solid cast and mary lambert did an amazing job. Yeah, she did. And and not with with their cast, but Fred Gwynn. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna miss because John Lithgow is that character here, mm. and he doesn't have that main accent. There he goes. That 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 Fred Gwynn. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. You're right. I, yeah. You know, he was so good in that movie, and uh, I forget the actor's name who played the dad. Um, yeah. Oh, forgive yeah. me, but he was like Dale Mid- Midif. Yeah, he was fantastic. The kid that played Gage. Yeah. Uh, Denise Crosby from from yeah. Star Trek: The she Next was Generation was 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 fantastic. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. I just don't know how I'm going to fare. Yeah, I didn't love the original all that much because I did love the book. I, I really liked it. Mm. I revisited it for this interview because it's, it's come out on Blu-ray right. uh, and it's be- beautifully touched up. And uh, Mary was actually involved in in, in the, the, the recreation of this and sat with the guys at Paramount, went back to the original stuff, was like, do you want to do this? This will all be in the interview on Forbes. Um, but yeah, so uh, I mean... Do you write for Forbes? I do. Mm. I've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my many outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I actually went back and I, I liked it more now. And it, seriously, really? the, 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 yeah, the, when they've touched it up, it's beautiful. It really is like, chef's <laughs> kiss. Um, but yeah, yeah, with the new Pet Cemetery, which I'm really looking forward to, um, obviously with the Pet Cemetery movie we have already, we had a sequel, which was not as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary originally wanted to take the surviving character and carry through. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. They did all new characters. But I think a Pet Cemetery prequel is a possibility for yeah. this new one. If it lands well at the box office, and so far reviews have been pretty good. They have been. Um, yeah. and, and solid and not sensationalist, I think, which is good right. and refreshing. Um, I, I'd be open to that. What do yeah, you think, No, guys? I think so, because, I mean, they build the story. They build this background to the, to the cemetery, right? Yeah. And so we already know... That it's been used, yeah. Um, and so, to what you know, to what extent had it been used before? So, I, I would like to. I just that. say sometimes dead is better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's now, just, I was surprised. Know. Just one little thing I want to say. I was surprised when I watched the trailer for Pet Cemetery that they they revealed the twist. Yeah. Um, I thought, wow. Yeah. Why? Why would they do that when you know? And I guess they did it. I heard that they did it because they just didn't want people to to freak out about it that they switched the kids. You know? Yeah. So. Well, but yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I we tried, to be see. honest with you, I, I saw the first trailer. It was so long ago. I was like, <laughs> I'm in. I just haven't watched anything else. So I'm trying to go into this as fresh as humanly possible. It, I'm glad, though, that you, this piece with Mary Lambert, that you revisited the original. Um, because I, too, found it. I, I remember seeing it at the theaters and just looking at it as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but watching it again, sort of kind of with a different perspective... The movie, in a sense, is a little bit ahead of its time. And yeah. when you look at it today, or at least for me, it is a completely different movie than the movie that I saw back at a WBCN screening, mm-hmm. radio station screening. It's yeah. a different movie. Uh, Mary Lambert did a really fa- – I think she did a fantastic job in delivering the scares. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Very much so. And I've got a, talking about Stephen King, I've got a really nice story uh, that she – an anecdote she gave me about her and Stephen during the making of the movie, which is – I think people will actually enjoy reading. Nice. Uh, I will read it. That's good. a tease. I will read it. Where can you read it? On Forbes. Bill and Ted face the music, bringing back William Sandler as death. Great. Of course. Great. What's he doing? Go 
sounds uh, great. Yeah, I mean, but great. I mean, I think it's great. They should bring back some people from other people from the yeah. movie as well. I think that'd be really, really good. Uh, other good story before I get to uh, the, the box office and the week's reviews: The Dead Don't Die, Jim Jarmusch's uh, zombie movie, announcing an impressive cast. Check this out. Um, it should be out this summer. Uh, Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Savini, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Caleb Landry Jones, Rosie Perez, Iggy Pop, uh, Selena Gomez, uh, Carol Kane, and Tom Waits. Awesome. Get me that. Yeah. They, they're not Get so much about the plot of the story, but I'm, I'm, you it's, got zombie. I don't care what it's about. It's the first it's Jim Jarmusch movie that I've wanted you to got, see. You got Jim Jarmusch, zombie, and you got Bill Murray. I mean, me. come on. Yeah. Uh, people in the chat talking about a lot of the stuff that we've covered in the show today kind of think Pet Cemetery will get lost in the shuffle between us, Shazam, and Endgame coming. Maybe. Film nerd Jamie, maybe, hoping not, um, as people tend to. I think us actually coming out a couple of weeks before will mean that people are kind of on a little bit of a horror tip right now and they're waiting for Endgame and there's nothing kind of in that. I don't, right. I don't think there's going to be a massive intersect between the Dumbo crowd and the Pet Cemetery crowd. No, I don't think uh, so. Elephant Cemetery, crossover, I don't be. know. Yeah. Tim Burton, I could see that. Stop <laughs> okay. motion animation. Okay. Yeah, a bearing Dumbo in the Pet Cemetery. Okay. Now, that's a movie I want to see. That yeah. would be great. Uh, zombie elephants, anybody? Uh, animation Dude uh, says, will the general public be too horrid out post us? The Pet Cemetery box office will suffer. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I don't expect Pet Cemetery to do us numbers. No. But I think there's there's a lot of people who are who are genuinely yeah. looking forward to this movie. And with the word of mouth that it's been getting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's going to do pretty well. This is all going to lead us into it. Yeah. You know, which which will do phenomenal it too. too. It so too. it too, it the second chapter. <laughs> yeah. It happens. So, um it happens. okay, let's talk about this week's big releases and uh well, let's talk about this week's big release in The Beach Bum. Uh, oh. Okay, so let's talk about The Beach Bum first of all. Who's uh, who's seen this movie? You have. Just me. Uh, i got to be honest with you, I didn't love this movie. Um, I'm I'm a fan of the director's work, uh, whether it's written or, or him behind the camera. Um, I, I just It just didn't work for me. It was just too rambling. I don't think these are the best characters. Um, I think it was quite poorly written. Um, there, it was, the characters weren't kind of engaging. It just, it felt like a workshopping exercise huh. rather than anything else. And some of the characters were really outrageous and some of the characters were kind of subdued and it just didn't kind of, everyone, it felt like everyone was kind of doing their own thing, but they're all doing it together. How yeah. is Matthew McConaughey? I mean, he's fine. He's playing a stoner, you know? Not a big stretch. Not a big <laughs> stretch. Um, and it's I just I just felt it was a variation on a theme for him. I'd, I'd seen okay. things and this film is obviously also being sold on, you know, Snoop Dogg has a bigger part than I was expecting. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett! Uh, really? One of my musical heroes who I finally got to meet last night, which is amazing. Um he I mean he he's in it a lot. Um, he and Snoop Dogg are actually great. I'd love to see like a Cheech and Chong road movie with with Jimmy Buffett and Snoop Dogg. Um, you know, Matthew's in it. Zac Efron's in it for like less than ten minutes. Uh, Jonah Hill is in it sporadically. It's uh, Martin Lawrence is in it as a, as a guy who runs a dolphin boat called Captain Whack. I mean, it's kind of fine, and it's a, it's a like a journey. But it when you get to the destination, right? You. 
you kind of... Yeah. Is it trying to be like the Big Lebowski? Is it... Well, I mean, there's elements of that, and there's like elements of previous movies like Kids and Spring uh-huh. Breakers and stuff like that. But it's it's too ambling to really be anything really cohesive. Hmm. Um, it was a disappointment, you know? Uh, I like some things sometimes that are really different. There's sorbets to clear the palate. But I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's getting quite a, a wide release for, for this kind of movie and for this director. And hmm. then it's going to be on Hulu um, for August... Really? I would say wait for Hulu. I don't think this is a movie you need to see in the movie theatres. And from my experience, if you go and see it, I think a lot of people are going to be fucking about in the screening and that's just going to annoy you because they're not going to be focused on the movie. (laughs) Um, Let's also talk about Dumbo. We've got uh, nine minutes left on the show, so I want to talk about this. Uh, Dumbo uh, posted 2.6 million uh, in Thursday night previews last night, which is uh, not too bad. If you compare that to Cinderella, that was 2.3 million. uh, 3 million for How to Train Your Dragon. So it's doing okay. Uh, Christopher Robin and uh, uh, Through the Looking Glass were like 1.5. Ah. Um, you know, which is, uh, you know, so this is this is considerably more than that. Um, mixed reviews yep. for Dumbo. Um, we're looking at a weekend. Uh, it's looking at coming out on the top of the box office. Just going to check my stats here. Uh, 52 million, which is, you know, pretty decent. And then uh, us will probably be down to number two. Um, there appear to be a lot of people very excited about this movie. So I think we'll see. Um, the marketing has been quite interesting and I haven't felt the buzz, but I think because of the heritage that comes with Dumbo. Yeah. Like things like uh, Mary Poppins uh, Returns, which you can, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how you can win that uh, later on. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, at Movie Press, you'll find out exactly how to do that. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think audiences will, will turn out for this. I think it's a good family movie. I yeah. really think. And, you know, right now we, you know, the, now that How to Train Your Dragon has, has you know, gone down the, the, the scale there, I think this is an, another one to bring your family to. It is so sweet. Very poignant. And, yes, I loved the original. It was only 63 minutes long. Mm. Um, and so they had to flesh it out. But this just melds, you know, uh, Tim Burton sensibilities with the circus and yeah. then the Disney magic. And all of the – I just loved how they incorporated all the um, – all the the original iconic moments from the from the from the short you know the 1941 film. I just yeah. I loved how they did all that. It seeps of Disney nostalgia. Yes. Whether you're so the an animated Dumbo fan or a Disney Parks fan, yeah. uh, I found this to be. I, I really I really enjoyed this movie. I found it to be very good for young old families alike. Uh, I think it's one of Burton's most one of his more beautiful looking films. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the circus quality. Listen, he he would have been had he been uh, he, he's like Todd Browning. Like he appreciates these freaks like he would have made freaks yeah. Yeah. back then. And he he loves this th- that he loves that 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 that. That cast, so mm. to speak, I think it's the best uh, Disney Burton collaboration. Yeah, I think they I let agree. him do what they. I, agree. I think they just let him yeah. be. Yeah. And he and he's mellowed, I yes. think, as well, Tim Burton. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. For but sure. he's always had a heart. You you look at movies like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is felt. Someone someone tweeted me this week and was like, you know, how Tim Burton is this? Because I'm not a big Tim Burton fan. I think this is a mellowed Tim Burton. It still has a lot of his trademarks and his design and his eye. You can tell it's it's a it's a Tim Burton infused movie. Yes. But it's not it's not kooky. It's not jagged. It doesn't have some of those edges that some of the Tim Burton movies that we we've you know we we've known for a right. long time yeah. have really had. Um. 
I loved a lot of the characters in this. Seriously, I think the performance was great. Colin Farrell was great. Um, I, you know, Ava Green was was great. Uh, I, I loved Michael Keaton. Danny DeVito has has. <laughs> It was, it was is just amazing. Um, I thought the the Dumbo was great. Uh, the guy in mocap is actually a guy from Wales. I found out this week. Uh, really great, really great way of bringing Dumbo to life. Um, entirely, you know, entirely believable. Obviously, it's not real, totally. but entirely believable. And there are some sequences in this movie, like towards the end of the movie, when there's you know a, a collapse and when there's um, with the, uh, the the march of the elephants. Uh, just stunning visuals. Yeah, I mean, this movie really moved me i know a lot of people saying they're in tears and you were on a screening last night and there was a lady who was oh sobbing God, away yeah. it didn't Something. move me to tears but it yeah. did really touch me i yes. thought it was very it, enchanting is a word it touched that I my liked. heart in a really good way yeah. uh, i've seen it twice now and i left the second time feeling as good if not a little better because i watched all these nuances and and what 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 tim burton brought to the table and you know even you're right it doesn't have necessarily that edge but the tropes it's more nuanced yeah. yeah it's more nuanced and and he really all his movies look great. He always mm. has great cinematographers, but this one had this like John Ford Western landscape because of where yeah. the circus mm-hmm. is, and thematically, richness and scale yeah. and depth and the red warmth. clouds, the yeah. warmth, which sometimes lacks. Yeah, in a Tim Burton film, it can be very you know, clinical and linear. Absolutely. And like, yeah. yeah, and he didn't have a Johnny Depp kind of character. You know, I mean, he didn't yeah. have to have that sort of over the top character no. that Johnny Depp loves to play. The closest know? to that was would be Michael. Keaton. Would be well. I would. I would have said Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's true. Kind that's of. True. And then it's kind of it switches to Keaton when when DeVito is slightly more of a beaten down character. And, yeah. and let's be let's be honest too. It's great to see Batman and Penguin together yeah. again. <laughs> you know, and and Burton always works great with his muses, and yeah. he had an amazing cast of muses from Ava Green to Danny DeVito to Michael Keaton. And now uh, he, in he includes movie. Colin Farrell in that Col- now too. He yeah. said on the press. Did conference. he really? Yeah, because he, says, cool. he says Colin definitely I, fit in. Right I there. hope so because. I like the the sympathetic Colin Farrell, yeah. and he can play a good dad. Uh, he can play a good broken man. Uh, he, he, there wasn't much in this movie that I didn't like. No, I really enjoyed it. Uh, be, be, uh, animation dude in the chat saying, uh, should Dumbo have been shelved until it could be released on Disney Plus? Uh, it feels on the level of Pete's Dragon of Disney live action remakes that has almost no wide anticipation. And I think I, I don't think that is that point is correct, mm-hmm. but I think it's not entirely incorrect. And here's why. Um, mm. I think this has more anticipation, but I think the eyes of the, the people who are going to see Disney live action movies this year have been very firmly fixed on Aladdin and the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Aladdin and the Lion King are the ones that Disney have really been crowing about and really pushing, and that's been the marketing and the big trailer releases. That's where they, I think they're putting their money this year. I don't think that means they don't have as much faith or there isn't the anticipation for Dumbo. I don't think this will be in the top echelons of the live-action earners, and I think anticipation is slightly mooted, but for the points that I've yeah. that I've made. Yeah. I don't think it's because people aren't interested in Dumbo, and I think this is one of those movies where 
it will have its audience, it'll find its feet, and I think people will discover it, like Pete's Dragon is yeah. another example, which I actually really like. Really like. Um, but again, you know, there wasn't, you know, Animation Dude is, is right. There wasn't the anticipation for that. It came out, it didn't do phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something of a disappointment, but we'll see. So. Well, you know, Dumbo, I think, is a little more classic than Pete's Dragon was. I, I, agree. I, I agree. I mean, yeah. Pete's Dragon was a movie that I, I remember watching as a kid, going to the movie theatre, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Really? I think, yeah, I it didn't enjoy it. Latter half of their animated, you know, slate. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as it was more. But I, looking. yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think Dumbo is is slightly different. Yeah. But would, we'll see. Would you agree about this? Because you mentioned marketing, right? Well, yeah. and I want to throw this out. Um, I felt that the marketing for Dumbo delivered, like the trailers delivered to me what I got in the theater, and they didn't give away too much. Mm-hmm. Like in the trailers, we never really fully see Dumbo fly right. and how the mechanics well, I, of that work I, I, and the I don't, I don't, heart of the trailer to me came onto the big screen. Yeah, we need we need to wrap the show sure. up. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. But no, I think there's an element of that. But I think also, I think what will really work in its favor is the fact that there hasn't been as huge a marketing push. There have been a couple of trailers, but not too many trailers. We haven't seen <laughs> teaser teasers. We've seen a trailer and a trailer. Um, and I think by word of mouth, I think this is where this is actually going to find its audience by people experiencing it without the hullabaloo! <laughs> uh, and all the, you know, the rings and the circus and the, you yeah. know, the blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I think this, this mooted approach actually I think will draw the audience in more so. than having it shoved in their face when they're having two other things uh, like yep. the meat and two veg of Disney shoved in your face <laughs> uh, Jack Dennis saying Tim Burton lost his creativity once CGI technology advanced and on that Jack I think actually this even though there's a lot of CGI in it I think this is where he's really clawed some of that creativity back yes. Absolutely. I think actually yes. it's something he's used really to his favour this time yeah. okay we need to wrap up the show uh, Dimitri who are you where can we find you please right here Popcorn Talks uh, 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 meet the movie press and also Popcorn Talks Network's Anatomy of a Movie, where today we will be dis- dissecting and breaking down us. Uh, also, you can please support me on the Twitters at DMovies1701. <laughs> Thank you for all of you who do support, and I'll follow back. We've had great conversation with people. It's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Who are you? Where can we find you? Editor for Screen Picks, so you can check out my website, and then also I'm on the Twitters as well at the Movie Kit. And you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I just call it Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, I have a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. You can check out my work on everywhere from Reuters to to Forbes to, to E and many, many, many other places. Forbes, right? Uh, Forbes? Forbes, right? Did I mention Forbes? What's happening with that again? Uh, oh yeah, we have Mary Poppins Returns to give away. <laughs> this week. I have one copy of this. Uh, I will tell you on Twitter exactly how you can win this. I require you to do some work. It's my copy. I request. Shush, it's not. It's not now. Um, so thank you very much for watching the show this week. You have a lovely WonderCon. You're going to WonderCon? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah and this, CinemaCon? I'm going to WonderCon, CinemaCon, Star Wars Con. So it's all con, 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 con. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that's con! Con! So uh, if you happen to be at WonderCon, you see me say hello. If you happen to be at CinemaCon, if you're a distributor and exhibitor, happen to see me say hello. And if you are making the trek to Chicago for the Star Wars celebration you happen to see me there Say hello. That's anyway, where I will D- be. Dimitri's basically saying he won't be on the show for a little while. Um, Lucky And everybody. if you see me walking around <laughs> Vancouver this weekend, say hello. Hey. I'm there on a uh, Tap Synchron Tap Buzzing, which really? I can't tell you about. Really? Or you uh, could just see me on the street and say hi. Hi, <laughs> hey, lady! Thank you so much for watching the show. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is March the 29th. My name is Simon Thompson. We really appreciate you being part of the show. Spread the word if you like what we do. If you don't, keep it 
quiet. Don't tell anybody. Like us, subscribe, leave reviews. You can catch us on everywhere from YouTube and iTunes and uh, Spotify and Podcast One and Anchor and anyone that will have us. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Go and see Dumbo. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.